This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. What up, what up, what up? What's going on, America? And welcome to the newest episode of the Dear America podcast. We promised you all week that we're going to bring something so spectacular. So I have no idea what he's going to say. I really, I really don't. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Mr. Evan Hafer, President Black Rifle Coffee. What's going on? Dude, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. You didn't a, you didn't know we had a live audience in the uh, in the building, did you, Evan? I, I, I heard that. I figured as much. I mean, how do you operate without a live right? audience? Ex- One. Exactly. It's, not, it's just not possible. Uh, so uh, where are you at yeah. right now? I'm in Salt Lake, man. I'm in uh, our uh, our facility in Salt Lake City, Utah, out here where we kind of started roasting coffee six years ago. Yeah. Nice. Okay. All right. Where it so, all began. So we are just going to jump right into this, and then I want to get into to, to, to talking with you about, sure, I would sure. love to hear, you know, we had a bombshell video from Georgia yesterday. Uh, Evan, I don't right. know if you've seen that yet, but 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 we're going to talk about that in this episode. Okay. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about things that are really relevant to uh, the controversies that you guys have found yourself in here lately as well. Um, let's okay. talk about that, and let's talk about how cancel culture sucks. And and I've said this before, and I'll say it again: if you're a conservative and you're pro cancel culture, anyone, then you're not really a conservative. And um, we have been friends for quite a while now. I've known you guys for four or five years at this point. And um, I have never met a more true to who you say you are type group. And so when I first heard about this whole canceling Black Rifle Coffee over this Kyle Rittenhouse garbage, uh, it really pissed me off. And and so, man, just 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 walk us through this. Uh, I know that you've done this a bunch yeah. already, but but for the audience, let, let's just break it down. What happened and what went down, and, and let's talk about it. So 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 just whatever whatever you want to sure. say. Now's your chance to say <clears throat> it. Oh, it's it's pretty easy, man. It you know I woke up last week or a week and a half ago. Kind of rolled out of the bed, played with the kids, and then checked my phone. And it, the the internet or Twitter is on fire, right? right? It's being passed around the image of uh, Kyle with the shirt on. And we were kind of caught flat-footed. Yeah. We were like, what the f*** is going on? Yeah. Um, and at that point... He was wearing was a like, black oh, rifle you know, shirt, just, just, just for people oh, who yeah, may yeah, not right, have seen it. Right. He, he was wearing a black rifle coffee right. t-shirt. And... You know, Saturday morning, I'm like wiping the sleep out of my eyes. I'm like, and I'm I'm supposed to be flying down to L.A. to 
to meet Jocko for a meeting that morning. And I'm like, right. This looks like it might turn into something bigger than I thought it would be. Right. Uh, and the reason for that was uh, NPR, as we all know, kind of where where they where they sit in the political spectrum. Yeah. Yes. Right. They're on the left side. Yep. So NPR posted a story that was uh, it was a bit exaggerated and it kind of led the readers to believe that we were somehow sponsoring uh, Kyle. And, and what happened with that was then the whole left, uh, far left, left, however we want to put that, they kind of run ran with that narrative and the conservative on the on the right side they were like well that's great the left was saying that's wrong right. we're just sitting there in the middle going guys it's just not true none of this is true <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just it's just factually incorrect so i was like i got to correct the record for a, a wide variety of reasons at that point i got to say hey guys we can't profit from this so if you do think it's a good idea i think it's ethically incorrect right and if you think it's a bad idea uh, I stop calling my customer service and <laughs> try death and, and sending us death threats. Like right. it's just factually correct. I think it's hilarious threat. that people are sending you guys death threats. Like the people that would do that obviously are right. people that have no business threatening the people that work at black <laughs> yeah. rifle coffee. All right. I'm I, sorry. Well, Go ahead. No, no, it's, it's, it, I mean, honestly at this point, man, it's so fucking laughable. Uh, sorry for using profanity. It's okay. It, it, We're going to beep it. It's it, good. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's laughable because then at that point, right, it, it, it's just, you got to laugh over these things right. at the, at the end of the day. Is it a serious issue? F yeah, it's a serious issue. It really is. And that was my whole point. And I had to really kind of stand on this, which is I despise this knee jerk reactionary race to judgment perspective that social media loves to do right uh which is we have a judicial system in place that i believe in and i i truly do believe in this and i think that part of the issue in our society is that people like to join the teams right they right. like to join the team team red team blue and then they like to outdo one another yeah. right uh i believe in the judicial system and people are like well when you're a fence straddler you're gonna get you know hung or you know impaled or whatever i'm like no no i'm not a fence straddler right i believe in america yeah. i believe a kid is innocent until he's proven guilty that's not straddling a fence that's saying i believe in our country and the fiber right. of our democracy and the judicial system that's not straddling shit. right <laughs> that's right that's saying i believe in what we do well and there's um, also there's also a difference between the personal values of the owners of companies as opposed sure. to the operations of what the company right. actually is doing. Well, the, the, the original founder of Chick-fil-A many years ago got into trouble and people tried to cancel them because someone blatantly asked him on a religious right. standpoint, how do you feel about uh, uh, homosexual marriage? And he said, well, religiously, I don't agree with it. Never one time do they have like a gaydar machine at right. Chick-fil-A where, where yeah. gay people aren't allowed to buy chicken sandwiches. Right. And, and so anyway, you guys are not the first company that people have tried to do this to. Well, no. And honestly, it, my, my personal political beliefs are completely separate from what the company right. itself stands for. We have 438 people in this company. Of course, there are people that are Democrats that work here and there are Republicans. I, I don't ask for people's GOP cards when they come to work. I'm right. not saying, okay, show me what you got. Uh, <laughs> that would be mm -hmm. one. 
one, it would be illegal. Yeah. Uh, two, it, it, it's just ethically inappropriate to even consider that because we have a mission. And, you know, when we have the mission that we want to focus on and the people that we want to hire, uh, we've got to take politics somewhat out of it. We've mm-hmm. got to say this person believes in the mission that we're trying to accomplish, just like we had in the military, like going, I don't know, man, you know what? You're a Democrat. I want you to <laughs> get to the other side of the building with yeah. full rear security. <laughs> well, that, you know, but that, but, but, but that I would argue because you are now on a political show. So I will argue and say that that is a, predominantly and unfortunately in 2020 a more right of center belief system that it doesn't really matter what side of the fence you're on as long as we're on the same team that is you know the mission or american or Mm -hmm. whatever we don't care um the thing the thing that, that 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 just concerned me the most was the conservatives that went after you guys because i guess you guys didn't like respond the way that they thought that you should. That's the thing that pissed me off the most was because I I mean, you know, especially from the veteran side of the community. I mean, you guys have been awesome enough. You guys have blessed our foundation, uh, donating to our foundation and our cause. You guys have donated. What is it? Like a million dollars in charity uh, across, uh, across multiple plat just this year. This year, at the end of the year, we'll hit a uh, million dollar mark at the that end of the amazing. year. Yeah. It's, it's that's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. That's more money than I've ever taken out of the company. Exactly. Exactly. For, my, for, for myself. And so just because you didn't respond, it's almost like the left and the right put you guys in a position that it was a no-win situation, um, PR-wise, I would say. The win is, this is, this is the win in this for me, which is, I... I'm going to stand my ground regardless if I have to right size the company because of what I believe in, because I believe in the judicial system of this country. Yep. That's what I believe. Right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to placate to one side or the other. It is what I believe. And, uh, if people don't agree with that and they just don't want to buy my coffee because they don't believe in rushing to judgment and believing in the judicial system. Right. Okay. I, I mean, I'm saying everything that I think, uh, everybody from my perspective should be saying, which is he's innocent until he's proven guilty. He has the right to a fair trial. And if America is still a great place, which I believe it is, he will be proven innocent because he had a right to defend himself. Right. So, and there it is. There it is. Yeah. That is what every real American should be saying. And I will add after you know me and you talked in depth the other day i will add that black rifle coffee does not want to benefit financially by taking no. advantage of a kid that is now being no. forced to go through a freaking horrific right. very visual trial now in, in in the first place well and Graham, there's so many different things that have come up in the last week, which I don't agree with from a portion of the internet, regardless of whether or not it's left or right, which is how can you, you know, I, I got this thousands of times, which is how can you call this a tragedy? Because these people were evil that died. I'm like, no, no, I, I don't necessarily, uh, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm saying a 17 year old kid yeah. who's out on the street took a life. It forever changes an individual's psychology, regardless of whether or not your, you know, LARPer neckbeard uh, believer in <laughs> yeah, this, right? Did, whether or not they believe that, 
from a person and a perspective that is taken from, from my own personal perspective, when you take human life, it's not something that you can just be flippant about and say, right, right. well, these guys were just evil people. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. It's not like a video game. It's not like Call of Duty. It yeah. stays with you. You carry it for the rest of your life. Absolutely. And you've got a group of people on the internet that think that it's easy, that it doesn't have a psychological effect on the individual. And you just walk through your day like a sociopath and right. you never have to think about it again. Yeah. That's absolutely incorrect. Yeah. Yeah, there is a small fraction of people that have a, a very sociopathic uh, gene, which is a very small percentage. Yeah. And they might have no problem with that. But that is a an anomaly, a genetic anomaly. Yeah. Uh, for the majority of every one of us that have that has done this, it forever changes your life. And for a 17 year old kid to be put in that situation where he felt that he had to defend a community's property, and there's no accountability from the municipality. Yeah. There's no accountability from the the in the individual legislators Preach there. It. They're just leaving yep. him out to. Yeah. They're just. Leaving him out to dry. Yep. A kid. A kid. Yep. And, you know, the worst so, part is that he went there you know, as a medic to save lives. Yeah. Yeah. On it, both sides. Well, well, the biggest issue with me is where were the freaking adults in that situation? And, and we've talked about this in a previous episode. Right. How bad are things that you have people mobbing outside of your neighborhood? Not in front of City Hall or anything like that. No, 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 no. Your neighborhood. John Cooper, the lead singer from Skillet, mm -hmm. all that happened in his hometown. And he said that he had his gun out in his living room looking out the window and people were literally walking across his street yeah. uh, in the middle of the night. Uh, Evan, really quick, we got to get to our first sponsor, but just so sure, people sure. know yeah. your expertise in this area, especially from what you just said, that it is not easy and it is not something that should be taken lightly anyone to be put into a situation where you have to pull that trigger. Mm -hmm. For people who just don't know your military background, just really quick, just let people know. I don't think people realize sure, sure. how quickly you can kill people people with toilet paper because you are amazing <laughs> at this point I, I well i mean i'm washed up now right? oh from, my gosh uh, form, okay former well, action guy but no i, I had uh, i was a green beret for uh several years and i was uh at the cia for about nine years and i spent my last couple years developing a, a an advanced tactical skills course uh so i was teaching former special operations guys how to be a little bit more proficient at shooting very fast and moving through buildings and shooting things. You were teaching uh, so, people that already knew how to, how to handle business very well, how to handle it better. better. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. All right. There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, I really want to pick your brain about a lot of things going on in our country. And then we got to get uh, this rumor out of the way that's spreading across the internet uh, about you individually, that you told me the story, but I think the audience needs to hear it. But first let's get into a sponsor. All right, Patriot Mobile. This week, we are waking up to a nightmare scenario. The left is on the brink of controlling the future of this nation, funded by corporations like Verizon, who took your hard-earned money and used it to put radicals in power. This is why it is so important that we stick together and support companies who share our values. We are proud to partner with Patriot Mobile because they never sent a penny to the left. Planned Parenthood are those who seek to shred our Constitution. You can switch with confidence 
because they use the same network as the larger providers for much less and switching is easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Graham or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders save even more, so please make the switch today. The same service, a lower price, and the values you believe in. Get free activation and a special gift with the offer code G-R-A-H-A-M. PatriotMobile.com slash Graham. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Graham or 972-PATRIOT. All right, so let's get back into this rumor. Evan, you told me the story, but somebody, and I can't remember, it's some YouTube hillbilly or whatever it is that has made this video, uh, and, and it's about a, do, a donation they found donation. that you made yeah. to the Obama uh, administrator, Obama campaign back in 2008, I yeah. believe it was. No! Please, no, no. Uh, Clear the air for everybody what that was. Well, I mean, first of all, that was seven years before I started this company. It was 13 years ago. So it's not like it was yesterday. Right. Uh, You know, I was in northern Iraq. We were working, you know, in a remote base. And uh, me and a group of my friends, uh, we were having a little bit of a, a competition. So we were trying to shoot a piece of steel at a hundred yards. We had three rounds. I missed and I had to, I had to pay the penance. And I'm the guy, what people don't understand about me. And I think if they, if they watched like at least some of our content, they would start to understand who I am. Right. Because I'm the guy that used to just troll the out of people in my previous profession, just for a good laugh. Uh, (laughs) And because when you when you work in that subculture, most people are pretty conservative. Right. Like it's it's a very conservative subculture of people, and people also knew I was fairly conservative in my beliefs, very conservative and very passionate. You could say, Graham, because you and I are known as kind of ranters. Yes. Um, yes. And copyright. So yeah, trademark. I, is, have, I, I could have, say. Yeah. Yeah. I have two things going on, and. And this is a this is a really interesting thing for me to be called, uh, a, you know, a, a democratic operative for the first time in my life, because the people that have known me are people that know that I'm I'm pretty intense when it comes to downsizing our government footprint, right. which is a very specific conservative value. It's Absolutely. more on the libertarian front. Right. And and I'm ranting and raving against this all the time on our show, most of the time. Yeah. So. When I had to pay the price back then, it was literally, we're going to watch you make this donation. And then they got me this shirt. It was an Obama administration shirt. I had to wear it around. <laughs> I had a picture of it. My buddy sent it to me. Uh, and it was literally just, a, it was kind of a gag. And yeah. come to find out, you know, because before this, you can see the donations. It's like McCain, McCain, McCain. And then I had to do this, Obama. Uh, but they leave so, that part out. They leave that part out. They also leave the part out where I donated to another uh, Utah senator, which is also a Republican, McCone, and then uh, and then Tulsi Gabbard, right? Yeah. They leave out. They leave out a lot. So you know, people have asked me this, like, why Tulsi? Well, first of all, Jake uh, loves Tulsi a, Gabbard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first of all, she is. Uh, she is a fire breather. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when I say that, uh, she's from my perspective holding people in the DNC accountable for uh, a lot of different things. When when the Clintons came out and called her a Russian operative, yeah. and I have I have a 
profound level of disdain for the Clinton political war machine. Yep. It incites a level of hatred inside mm-hmm. of me that I'm not necessarily proud of. Yeah. Uh, and I felt that that was such a prolific stand for a person to take that one, it's she's a female vet Two, she's holding the Clinton war machine accountable. And then three, she voted down a very, a, a great piece of legislation that affected, uh, the veteran psychological records being pulled from the VA into the ATF doing background checks when we want to, when we want to buy a firearm. Yeah. Uh, wow. from my perspective, uh, that was a toxic piece of legislation that would have affected all of us as veterans when we want to go buy a firearm yep. because it's very subjective. Correct. Like who's to say that we have a psychological problem? I mean, can you imagine the, what that could have led to mm-hmm. where Clintons are saying the most dangerous people in America are, uh, you know, white males that have gone to war. Literally, she has said something very similar to that version. Yeah. Now imagine the government and some low level government bureaucrat just basically being able to interpret a, a, a piece of gun law allows people to define anybody that's been to war as a crazy person. Oh yeah. Imagine how yeah. detrimental that would be to our gun rights. Uh, so, exactly. Or it, anyone who supported and Trump. It, it leads the way to, to, to the red flag law conversation yes. and, and why that's such yes. a slippery slope, because it's all a matter of uh, perspective of yeah. who's, who is viewing it at the time. Who's making the decision. Right. Yeah. So do I think, and, and, Politics is like fantasy football for me, by the way, but it has real consequences. It has real consequences. Right. I'm not a single dimension, uh, uh, lockstep kind of robotic voter. I don't just tow a party line. I'm 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 an independent thinker that has got a lifetime of experience uh, doing a lot of different things that allow, it, it allows me to think like, I can think in the center. I can think on the right. I can sometimes think on the left, believe it or not, mm-hmm. depending on what it is. Right. 90% of the time, it's my solution to everything is the government shouldn't be involved. Get them yeah. out of government. Yep. Like get them out of the business of being in our lives. So I'm kind of everywhere. You know, Dan Crenshaw and, you know, people have their individual interpretations and feelings of Dan. Yep. Well, uh, well, we're, I, we're good friends with Dan. Me, me and Dan, are, me Dan. And Dan are real good friends. Yeah. I love, I love Dan, right? So I want to see more veterans in one in political office. I want to see them taking initiative, uh, moving forward and then being in, in, a, in, in politics. I really want to see veterans in politics. I do. I think if we had more veterans in politics, you and I might not have found ourselves in, you know, really interesting places like Iraq for extended periods of time. Uh, and I'm not saying that I'm de- devaluing our service. I'm saying uh, there is a definitive difference between a war that has, uh, we'll say, it, strategic and sovereignty uh, consequence and right. one that is more choice. Yeah. And so for me, I like to say, like, I was anti-war before anti-war was cool for conservatives. And right. I think Trump has done a really good thing with this yeah. where he he has brought this to light and said, the swamp is corrupt. Yep. This is an inside deal. We have to stop deploying our troops overseas. Yep. Like, 
That he was, did the he that, did the exact opposite that the Democrats said that he was going to do. He yep. was going to take us into yep. World War Three. He was going to destroy yep. the economy. It, it was going to be endless wars after war after war after war. He did the exact opposite of that. Yep. Uh, and everybody seems to 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 forget it. I, I, I'm sorry. Continue. Well, no, and, and the thing of it is, is before he came into office, that was a that was a leftist talking point. Mm-hmm. No more wars, you know, and it's like. It, you know, the Obama administration expanded our international warring oh, yeah. footprint. Right. People always, and I love having these debates, whether it's on the left or the right, where people can come in and say, uh, well, Obama, it's like, oh, really? Tell me about Obama. Tell yeah. me about the largest transfer of wealth from the middle class taxpayer to the financial and banking institutions Preach of it. America Go. in history. Yep. Tell me about how great he Tell me about killing American citizens overseas with no due process yep. with drone strikes. Yeah. Tell me how great he is because the guy was not what you like to paint him as. The first, like none of these first black are. president in history was the worst thing to happen to the African-American population in America. In, Since LBJ. A, exactly. Yeah. Yes. I, I think he dropped a bomb every 20 seconds, I think it was. Like yeah. dropped a missile. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Everything, I, the, the biggest thing I love to hear Biden say now is that there wasn't one single scandal. There wasn't one single <laughs> oh incident at all. Oh, my awesome. God. Fast the and furious. Oh, my God. Yes. It, yeah, yeah. Benghazi. Yeah. Every, you, want, everything. you want to get me? You want to get me to throw this table across the <laughs> room? <laughs> like nobody, nobody got fired for Fast and Furious. Yeah, the oh. most disgusting yep. and repugnant scandal I think for a modern American president. Yeah, exactly. For, it, it, like, it, it, you're going to allow the ATF to frame up independent business owners as black market. Yep. Gun dealers. Yep. And then armed Mexican cartels that eventually kill federal officers and nobody loses their job. Yep. This is the shit that drives me crazy yeah. where I'm like, Trump was impeached re- over a phone call. Literally, yeah. a phone call. I mean, let, let's just think about that for five seconds. Okay, okay. You brought up small business owners, Evan. I'm glad you did because that's going to lead us into uh, some things that I'm very interested in hearing your opinion about. You being such a successful business owner yourself. But first, we got to get into a sponsor. Oh, yeah. All right, so I just bought a new house and I got a crash course into home title theft and you better pray this never happens to you because it can ruin you financially. Here's how the crime happens. The legal titles to your homes are kept online where they can be hacked. A cyber thief finds your home's title, forges your signature on a quit claim deed stating you sold your home to him or her then he takes out loans against your home until your equity is gone you won't know until the collection calls pour in you're not protected by insurance your bank or common identity theft programs home title lock protects you and in the unlikely event you become a victim of title theft while a member home title lock will spend up to a quarter million dollars in legal fees to help restore your home's title go to home title lock.com and register address to see if you're already a victim then use the code radio for 30 free days of protection that's code radio at home title lock.com all right so evan uh if people haven't figured it out by now you own a business <laughs> and so uh it is already being reported across the country that lockdowns are happening again i think it was the mayor of la came out the other day and literally said the words 
it's time to cancel everything. Like, literally, this is honest. This is an elected person. Okay. Uh, California has been in prison for essentially nine months at this point. Um, There was this video that, um, hold on, I'm going to see if I can find it. Uh, You won't be able to see it, Evan, but hopefully you'll be able to hear it. And I probably know what it is. Just, just, just to warn Jake, this one's going to be uh, profanity laden, Sweet. <laughs> but, 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 but it needs to be heard. Now this is in New Jersey, I think. And it appears as though police are lined up in front of a man's uh, yeah. bar or whatever, but, but, but here we go. Here it is. All right, I'm out here in front of Max Public House, 130 Lincoln Avenue, being raided by the f-ing Sheriff's Department. Okay. This tiny little place trying to make a f-ing living. Okay. 350 people in an airplane, thousands of planes, okay, this close to each other. Costco's open, Home Depot, people lined up, backed up with each other. This guy can't open his business. It's shame on you people. Shame on everybody for letting this happen. There should be a thousand people out here right now when they're getting raided by the God Gestapo. Tomorrow is Wednesday at 6 o'clock p.m. I want this street shut down with 10,000 people. Because if we don't show up, show face, we're going to lose this whole battle disgusting should all be f-ing disgusted with yourselves if they fear you they won't f- with you you understand that's the part that's the part that i want to talk about now obviously that is jersey all day right <laughs> every other word and, and, and we apologize we apologize to the audience there's a lot of beeps in this but look look ladies and gentlemen you need to hear what's really going on we can't control what people say in videos we can't control this our job here is to bring you not necessarily what you want to hear but what you need to hear okay um if they fear you they won't mess with you okay that has been the underlying principle of our founding fathers of our uh of our creation as america in general right like that is how america was created we stood up to the bully to you know if you want to put it in layman's terms and now we have bullies that are using fear of a virus that is statistically proven. I had COVID-19, all right? So now I feel like I'm allowed to say this. It sucked. I'm not going to lie to you. I was one of the ones. It really sucked. I was super sick for like 10 days. I lost 20 pounds in 10 days. It was not fun, okay? It, it really wasn't. But yet here I am, and I'm still alive. And I don't understand the thought process that is going on of the answer is to shut down and completely cripple the, the the backbone of America, which is the small business, the middle class. Um, Evan, I'm just curious, like, like, what are your thoughts here? I mean, I know you guys are, you're in Utah, but you're also in Texas now. I, what, what's the difference between Utah as to Texas? I, I mean, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on all of this? Well, well, I mean, I think one, it's, it's somewhat laughable when I hear that I'm not a conservative because I want to just kind of like throw some obvious things out there and I'm not trying to throw my credentials, just like my three facilities in this business. And I could have gone to any state I wanted to Utah, Texas, Tennessee. Yep. Find a commonality. I don't know. Where am I creating jobs? Yes. I'm creating jobs in the counties. I'm creating jobs in Bexar County. I'm creating jobs in coffee County in Manchester creating jobs here. Is that really a county and name? Co- Coffee County? Yeah, that's why I went there. That's why I went there. <laughs> that's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. And, and then I hear these rumors, you know, or the the dispelling rumors out there that I'm not a gunhead. I'm probably the only CEO in America that bought 150 long rifles for people in my company as bonuses. I guarantee I'm probably the only guy to do that. Wow. 
I I would almost guarantee. Don't I'm get any the ideas, only Jake. CEO, <laughs> I'm probably the only CEO that's put on firearms training for my employees. I guarantee it. So it's like when I hear this stuff, I'm like, man, you guys have got to be kidding me, right? And and it's like, do I like to go out and beat the drum? Yeah, man. Like I I love to rant and rave about the 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 lunacy of our pol- political officials. Yeah. So this is feeding into this, which is it goes back to my central point. We have forfeited too much control to stupid, self-driven, egotistical idiots. Yeah. This is the problem. Preach it. And so when when we have guys like Gavin Newsom out there that honestly, I don't know if he can put together a coherent thought about his community. He is the biggest moron. I have ever met. Da- it's from his PTSD yeah, and- from oh being a kid. Oh, my God. I, Evan, I literally put a poll out on Twitter, and I said, who do Californians hate more, Gavin Newsom or the devil? And it was right. not even close <laughs> that Gavin Newsom, that they're willing to take their chance with Satan himself over Gavin Newsom right now. Go ahead. <laughs> and, and these guys, or these people, I should say, that are right. shutting down businesses, Small and medium-sized businesses constitute roughly 50% of commerce in America. Correct. 50%. Yep. So I always like to think of this as who gains the most in these situations? Who gains the most? When we look at who's funding whom in what party. Right. And we look at large-scale, left-leaning corporate interests. Yep. The consolidation of business to a 1% category yep. who benefits the most from small and medium-sized businesses shutting down in America yep. are the largest retailers in America that are also directly supporting both sides. Yeah. They're both going, they're, they're like, whoever wins, we just need them in our court, right? right. And trust me when I say this, I, I am fundamentally a capitalist, but when you have uh, a politically driven event that Mm -hmm. is not statistically proven and you're using the government to enforce and consolidate business for corporate interests, my mind starts thinking about things that are are fairly conspiratorial and somewhat just kind of out there and relevant to a conversation because we have to look at who benefits the most. I'll tell you what, who doesn't benefit it's not the small business owner that's in downtown Kalispell when I walked through there the other day with Andy Stump because empty sign, empty yep. building, closures. And the other piece to this, which I've talked a lot about, is through veteran entrepreneurship and how it's affecting veteran small businesses right yeah. now from guys that are trying to start businesses, which veteran small business startups were up I, and I don't have the exact data in front of me because I sit on the uh, Small Business Association's Veteran Affairs Council. I yeah. sit on that board. Uh, but the, they're up some crazy percentage. So you have all these guys that have gone to war. They're coming back. They're getting SBA loans. They're going out and they're opening businesses. And then, bang, COVID hits. Yep. And there's only so much the triple P initiative. If anybody's familiar with that, as far as the, the government subsidy that was put into, uh, the business businesses across America, there's only so much and for how long you can put that in. And they're going to end up screwing people over that too. And and, and that that they're going to end up making the requirements for the forgiveness that they talked about so stringent 
And so if you didn't cross every T and cross every I, that they're going to make you end up having to pay that back. I, I, I am willing to bet right now that 90% of people that got a PPP loan are going to end up not getting it forgiven and going to have to end up paying the whole thing back. Buddy, I'll tell you, we qualified for that. We applied and I said, absolutely not. Yep. I don't I blame said, you. I, I'm out of the business of doing business with the government because yeah. what I've seen uh, in my lifetime working for the government is that every time you 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 think it's a good deal, yeah, <laughs> wait a couple years, yeah, yeah, because it's not. And uh, I was one of the only businesses, you know, as the accolades here. I told every one of my employees when COVID hits, I said I am not going to term anyone over this. Uh, I will go without, I will, I will literally sell my house and go without before I term one person or lay one person off during this event. Yep. Wow. And my wife was kind of looking at me like, Oh man, you got, this crazy <laughs> you got those crazy eyes, but I'll tell you what I did. I hired over 170 people during yeah. this. Yeah, wow. we'll see. I mean, but 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 that's the stuff, right? And that's the thing that so many so many people don't understand what it actually takes A to run a business, B what it means to have a good boss or a good owner of those businesses. And that's the thing that's concerning me the most right now is we are at this tipping point in our country, Evan, and I'm about to get you riled up. I can feel it, but all right. So me and Jake had this episode that really kind of catapulted the show and the title of it was just called make us. You know, that was the name of it. Make us. And, you know, don't tread on me was this huge statement uh, during the revolution and during the colonies becoming America, etc. Make us feels like this statement that needs to be started to shout from the rooftops across America these days. You've got you've got governors that are on vacation uh, telling people yeah. not to leave their home. You've got Gavin Newsom who is going to birthday parties while literally California. I don't think they've been not under lockdown this entire time you've got uh who is it the new jersey governor who uh told everybody they got to wear a mask in their home no that was philly governor got to wear a mask in your home got the new jersey governor saying don't go out he's out Mm -hmm. eating with like 20 people in his thing these people are are mocking us is what they're doing yeah i mean they're basically saying you dance puppet we're going to tell you what to do, how we want you to do it. We're going to do whatever we want to do, even though technically we are their boss. Yeah. Like, like that's the thing that people, the, the thing that will set me off so much is when I say something like, we the people hold the power. You know, a government of the people, by the people, for the people, right? So therefore, the people have the power over this. They work for us. The mayor of a city, the governor of a state, the president of the United States has 360 million bosses. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? And they're like, no, Graham, we elected those people to be our boss. And oh, to God. tell us what to do. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is real. This is what people say. Yeah. They're like, that's a, they're like, but Graham, that's why we elected them. So they could make decisions for us and blah, blah. No, no, no. We elected them to represent us right. and represent the voice of the majority of the people in that county, city, state, country, whatever it is, right? When they no longer represent the will of the people, 
It is our God-given inherited rights as freaking Americans Mm -hmm. to stand up and say, go screw yourself, make us. Yeah. Make us, you have to operate your business at 20%. Make me. You have to close your business down. Make me. You cannot travel and see your family for the holiday. Make us. Like, what? what is it going to take? I, I, I contributed it to, Evan, and, and I'm fixing to let you tell me what you think, but I contributed it to back uh, when Germany was making advances and they were just conquering territory and territory, and the United States was ignoring it, right? Like, you know, a, a war was already happening, and the U.S. was just, just ignoring it. A war is already happening in America. It, it is. Right. The, the, there is a war already brewing, and I feel like so many people are just trying to ignore it because we haven't had that Pearl Harbor moment happen yet. And it mm-hmm. was Pearl Harbor that really was, you know, there's that famous statement while our enemies have been making, uh, we've been making uh, crap uh, uh, washing machines while our yeah. enemies have been making bombs or, or something like that. Yeah. Right. Um, I feel that we are getting dangerously close to that in this country. If we're not already there, what is it going to take for Americans to simply just be like, no. No, we're not going to do this. And even if this virus was this existential threat, which it's not, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, COVID is not an existential threat. It is not. It is not. 99.967% of people survive COVID. Is it fun? No. Is it something that you should... Now, if I was walking outside and there were body bags piled up, you know, because people were yeah. just dropping dead everywhere, okay, I can get on I can get on the you know the train with that. They are using fear to control weak Americans because they are betting that the strong Americans are so afraid of losing status, money or whatever that we are not going to stand up for this. What are your thoughts, Evan? What do you think? Am I crazy? No, I I think that every every citizen in the United States right now because of what's happening. And I think, well, there's a combination of thoughts that I think I have to organize, which is, you know, fear is an incredible tool, mm-hmm. right? It's been used, uh, from the beginning of our, our brain development all the way through the, the advancement of civilization in order to drive policy. And right. it's typically driven policy for the powerful. Um, and I think with this, uh, these cases, this COVID case, I think one, it's it's been uh, politicized. Right? Correct. So it's oh, been politicized in a, in a very acute way. And then the misinformation, I think, along the lines of politics, because the people are using this in order to uh, gain a specific support, right? And when we look at the the inherent ability for people to do their own research, because what I call it is intellectual laziness. They want to just look at a meme or a post and go, okay, I'm making my assumptions based on this. Yeah. It, not factual evidence. Like what is the actual rate of uh, the, 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 we'll call it the death rate associated with the disease itself? Who are the people at risk? It's been politicized to the point where you can't even, you can't even research morbid, morbid obesity. We can't say that morbid obesity is the number one contributing factor to the death rate related to this. So it's age and uh, obesity and a few of these other things. So when people are telling you, stay in home, wear your mask, don't go to work, 
So you're removing people's ability to maintain physical fitness. You're removing people's ability to get vitamin D, which has, I think, been proven to help throughout this. That's all You're That's all they gave I, me. When, when I was sick, literally, that's that's all. That's all. People don't realize that. If you legitimately are sick with COVID, and I did, I literally thought I was going to die there for a minute. And I went to the oh. hospital, and you know what they gave me? They literally gave me two bags of IV fluids, and they gave me Tylenol and said, go home and take vitamin D. Uh, and zinc, you're yeah. not that sick. Yeah. And like, literally, that's what they said. That's the cure right there. Just go home and shut up for most people. 99% of people. But Evan, to your point, I agree. There's, the, the, there's, there's laziness on both sides. But the problem is now with, with, with Facebook and Instagram and censoring and this and that, people aren't even allowed to do research because nope. anything that contradicts Lord Fauci Anything right. that contradicts the CDC and anything like that, it's deemed harmful to you. And you don't need to read that. Dangerous. The, 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 this isn't about COVID. This is about Hunter Biden. But the New York Post article about Hunter Biden being suppressed was the biggest equivalent to 1930, late 1930s Germany burning books I have, I, I have seen in my lifetime. It's the exact same equivalent. It's on the internet, yes. There's not actual people out in the streets burning books so you can't read and all this other stuff, but it's the same thing. If all we have the ability to watch, read, and listen to is what the big tech gods decide we're allowed to watch, read, or listen to, we're screwed. I mean, we, we, we are absolutely screwed. And at some point, Americans are going to have to stand up. Well, and, and I guess my, my, my central questions around this, too, are uh, since when did billionaires become the subject matter expert on uh, disease or CDC? And when we look at the tech oligarchy, because ultimately that's what it is, uh, and the, their, monopol their monopoly on information. Uh, who are these people? Do they have, you know, a subject matter expertise in uh, medical issues? No. So if people the are coming no, out saying, well, well, yeah, and my point with that is like Bill Gates is a billionaire that built a business based on uh, a computer operating system, right? Yeah. And it can be, okay. it can be argued that he stole it, but either way, uh, on to La the next last point. Time, <laughs> last time I checked, like he's not a subject matter expert specifically in communicable diseases. He's a guy that funded some research specifically related to, I think, the polio vaccine. Yeah, he wrote a Africa. check. Yeah, he wrote a check. Correct. Yeah. But all of a sudden now he's a subject matter expert on this and we should be listening to Bill Gates. And, it's, and people are because they're like, well, Bill Gates told me this or some other tech oligarchs told me this. Uh, we're not one, when we look at the medical information and the data directly associated with this, how many times has the CDC contradicted itself in the last nine months? Yeah. How many oh times? Oh, my gosh. Uh, mask are good. Mask are bad. Mask mm -hmm. are good again. Now mask are bad. Yeah. Uh, stay yeah, inside. Uh, don't, don't stay inside. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't get the correct information even from the central clearinghouse of information that you're trying to do research from. Well, right. because so information is evolving, Evan, and that's that's the problem with these fact checkers and I know Jake's looking at me. We got to get in a sponsor in a second. But right. but 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 fact checkers and suppression of content Information is always evolving. What is true today might not have been true three weeks ago. And for people to dictate what they believe the truth is now, it is detrimental to 
society in general. We should be allowed, not just as Americans, this is worldwide. COVID stuff is worldwide, Mm -hmm. right? Like everybody's freaking out. People should have the ability to uh, digest every bit of information possible from whatever source, whatever side they want, and make their decisions for themselves. When people start to say, no, we know what's better for you, this is dangerous for you, then we have a problem. Those doctors that went in front of the Supreme Court and then, good God, Facebook lost its mind and they took down every single video of it. That, to me, is the equivalent of you going to the doctor and they saying you have cancer and you've got three months to live. Well, I'm going to go get a second opinion. No, 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 because that's bad for you. You can't go get a second opinion because our opinion is the only one that matters. All right, Jake. Okay, yes. Evan, stay there. We got a lot to talk about, but we got to get into a sponsor. There's nothing like that Friday feeling. In fact, Alyssa and me have become quite wine connoisseurs, and nothing is better in our cabinets right now than First Leaf. In fact, if we're talking about Friday feelings, I love it, but I don't want to have to wait for that feeling to kick in once a week because with the award-winning wine from First Leaf, any day can feel like Friday. First Leaf is a wine club that sends personalized selections of wine from top vineyards around the world directly to you because the only thing better than one fantastic bottle of wine is a case of award-winning wine that shows up at your doorstep. That's right. Every bottle is handpicked by experts with your exact preferences and palette in mind for a unique combination. Combination of wine you're guaranteed to love. Unlike other wine clubs, First Leaf uses an algorithm and your feedback to curate future wine recommendations. They're they're amazing. Uh, you know, me and Alyssa only like like very specific types of wine, and they do a great job of always getting it right. Alyssa, especially, if she likes it, you know they're on to something. Subscriptions are flexible, and shipments arrive on your schedule with practically zero effort. Plus, First Leaf is a much more affordable way to enjoy wine from top winemakers and vineyards. You'll always get award-winning wine for an unbeatable low price. What are you waiting for? Get that Friday feeling like I do any day with First Leaf. Join today and you'll get six bottles of wine for just $29.95 and free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash gram. That's six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com slash gram. All right, and we're back. You know what we need to do? We need to get that Wayne's World clip where's it going and we're back (laughs) we're back Uh, or showing like what we need that okay all right (laughs) speaking about the facebook big tech well we say big tech and charlie kirk came on and he said you know big tech is actually the 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 wrong word uh the social media giants or whatever yeah big data is actually who we're talking about right uncensor america is something that we've really been talking about here lately um, and free speech and, you know, why does the First Amendment not cover social media and the Internet and all this other kind of stuff? Section 230 is really big in conversation right, right now. The president just said he's not going to sign the National Defense Authorization Act if 230 isn't eliminated. Um, Tulsi supports that, too. Well, well, well right. Yeah. And, and we had a conversation about maybe, you know, because the, the, the point is Section 230 was created back in the 90s when the right. Internet was really starting to make make 
you know, headway and speed. It was becoming this big deal. And they never would have imagined that social media would end up being the predominant thing on the internet. Let's just be honest here. Okay. Uh, Google may be responsible for 98% of search engine stuff, but I would argue to say 90% of the things that it searched to leads to something that is attached to Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or YouTube or anything like that. Right. So we've been having conversations of what actually is the right move is eliminating section 230 the right move is figuring out a way to you know amend the first amendment to include the internet yeah. you know or, or something like that uh, you know you guys being black rifle coffee company have you guys had problems with social media and oh yeah censorship and and you can't use that you can't say that kind of stuff what's it been like i i I, we've never had this conversation what's it been like for you guys for your business being called just what it is yeah Uh, rifle yeah rifle black rifle on top of that which is the worst kind of rifle um (laughs) how has it been for you guys there and and what's your thought on this i think the first point is you know the internet i think in the 90s right we we have to kind of uh, define that in the way I describe it as the, the internet, it was bought and paid for by the United States government. Mm-hmm. Us, yeah. right? We, we built it. Yep. Uh, and you know, the protection of that, the internet class necessarily, it's like saying that y- you can't sue the interstate for a wreck, right? There's typically two parties that are involved in this right. and you know, that in any wreck, any fatality, whatever that might be, um, so of course you can't sue the interstate, right? It's a, it's a road as apologize. It's a road. Yeah. Uh, so there are typically participating parties within any event, whether it's right or wrong, there are participating parties. So you have to kind of flush that out and figure out what's going on. So if, uh, if we kind of classify it as that, and then we move forward and we say, well, how is the internet being directly manipulated by a certain portion of our tech oligarchy? Uh, I absolutely and and 110% know that it is because you really have to understand how to play ball with Google or uh, Facebook or any of the uh, any of these large large tech companies, these tech giants. Uh, and we've had a really difficult time just with the name, right? Just being able to publish content, yeah. Just being able to get out and talk to customers. And what we do typically is in the entertainment category. Like what we want to do is provide value in the sense of this is cool. This is fun. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing that you can, or one of the things that we're trying to show people is that you can have fun with firearms. You can be a veteran owned business and still be successful. You can go out and be safe and successful and make really entertaining content. Uh, and roast an incredible coffee. You can couple those two things together around this lifestyle and make a, something really valuable, I think, for a a wide variety of people within the community. Mm -hmm. But we always have to work through different regulatory issues on the internet, regardless of uh, party. So when I say this, the participating company always has a specific amount of regulatory things that they're going to put in their verbiage as to what type of content you can post, when you can post what type of articulation you can put into it. And I was, and initially a few years ago, my thought was, Hey, these are, this is a private company. So we're, 
utilizing a private company, we have to play by their rules because as a capitalist, I believe in the free market, Mm -hmm. if we want to communicate. Now, I've kind of turned the corner on this and I've said, but it's so widely used and it's such an inherent part of our communication. There you go. Yeah, you're getting it's almost like the the public transportation system at this point. And two, it's being it is being subsidized because they're using something that the 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 taxpayers have paid for in order to directly profit. Right. Uh, so they're using something that we paid for in order to profit. It's true. So we have to be very conscious of how these companies utilize the, the interstate, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. that we paid for. We set the rules. Yeah. They don't. Correct. So we we need policy and public officials to define what we want yeah not what they want it's it's a it's kind of like allowing the trucking or shipping industry to decide how the interstates are used yeah right so if all the people were essentially off-ramped to the worst roads in america but the only people that could use the interstate were the trucking and shipping industries or the people that drove electric cars. Yeah, only Ford. Only, only on Ford them. vehicles are allowed on the interstate, yeah. or, or only right. only Chevy vehicles. Evan, and this is a conversation. And I realize this is a slippery slope here, but we said we're going to have just a no holds barred conversation. Sure. Do you believe that there are certain things? Because I do. That there are certain inventions, there are certain companies, there are certain this and that that become so much bigger than could possibly have ever been imagined that it gets to a point that it should belong to the people as opposed to what it is. And what I mean by that is we were talking the First Amendment the other day and actually what the First Amendment protects, right? And press is in there. And and, and to me, that's a very interesting thing. Why is press in there and what does the press mean? Well, people today will say, well, the press means Fox News and CNN and, you know, and all this other kind of stuff. But they didn't have that crap back then. All right. They they didn't have any of that crap back then. The press to me was talking about like, like, like newspaper printer press. Yeah. The printer, like, like the way for information to get out to the citizens. Right. So to me, the argument can now be made that Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Google, all the, the internet is the press of today. Mm-hmm. That that is how information gets out to the citizens, okay? Whether we like right. it or not. Radio is dead. It's not dead yet, but in another 10 years or so, radio is going to be gone. Podcast right. is taking the place of that. Normal TV is dead. They don't know it, but, but it's happening. CBS, Fox, all these places are now going to subscription model apps for streaming right. and stuff like that. It, it's dead, mm-hmm. all right? The movie theater industry is never going to recover from this. It's dead. It's yeah. blockbuster t- uh, 15 years ago, all right? It's gone. Yeah. It's dead. The internet... Just like you said, we created the internet. We pay for the internet. Well, Al Gore created it, but yeah. Okay, well, either way. <laughs> all right. But what I'm saying is, if every single home didn't pay for internet, there would be no internet companies. If the military didn't pay for uh, for for governmental contracts, for GPS routing systems, for computer systems throughout the military, super encrypted crap, all this stuff, there would be no internet. So, therefore, we pay for the internet, 
we fund the internet. Without the internet, there would be no social media companies. Right. So technically, they're not a private business. Technically, there is no business that owns 100% of itself because right. businesses need other businesses that are paid for by citizens to function. Aren't there some things that are so much bigger than that that it becomes to where it should belong to the people. It's like the polio vaccine back in the day, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? What What happens if we find a treat a, a real treatment for cancer one day? Are we going to say, well, technically this is a private business, so we're going to charge you a million dollars per treatment to be able to do this? What if Thomas Edison had said, you know what I'm saying? Like the light bulb, for God's sakes. I, I mean, yeah. what the the car, everything. Like, right. And a lot of people are saying, well, it's not the same thing. Is it? What if freaking Ford or the Model T had said, well, you know, we don't really like your political beliefs, so you're not allowed to buy this car. You see what I mean? It, it, to, to me, it all yeah. falls under the same blanket here. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Google, all these things have become so massive and they control so much and they are literally the pathway to how people communicate these days. Do they not fall into a different category that didn't exist 20 years ago? Okay, it's a new category. It's it, it's a new realm. Yeah. In, I, in your I, opinion I think, as a business owner, are there certain yeah. things that can be, become just so big that it needs to be given to the people? Not that those people who create it shouldn't be able to profit from it. I'm not saying that. I have a problem I, I, with them saying what we can do on it. Right. Sure, I and I agree. I think that first we have to kind of figure out what what defines or constitutes a monopoly right 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 i think that's a really good conversation for us as citizens to to have what constitutes a monopoly and then if you have a monopoly on information how do we as citizens make sure that there's a free market and that there's still the ability for other companies to be competitive on the systems that we've paid for right, right? And right now, I don't see there being a an opportunity for companies to uh, excel or or succeed within the current infrastructure of of technology and communications. Yeah. And I think now that's me, and I, and I, I'm just a one guy sitting here at a you know a drafting table. But it's hard for me to rip through this conversation without saying first, let's define what what a monopoly means. Yeah. Then we have to say, does this fit a monopoly? Does it fit the definition of a monopoly? And then we have to say, okay, if it does, how do we, how do we make the transition to? And Teddy Roosevelt did it right. He was he was trust busting, right? He was going out and busting up monopolies because ultimately they had control over the petroleum industry and yep. the steel industry, and they were kind of moving everything. And I think that was a. Uh, Standard oil, I think, is the the strict definition, and I think the best, most uh, widely known uh, example of a monopoly. And ultimately, what they had to do is kind of section that off into multiple different companies, right. sell different parts of it. And what that did is it opened up a market for other companies yeah. to succeed. Kmart right? so, was Walmart's best friend until Target came around, mm. and yeah. then Amazon, obviously. But yes, I understand what you're saying. And Amazon. So I, I think that's a I think that's a fairly easy conversation for us to have. Now the problem with that is that these companies are so powerful 
they have so much money. We're talking, you know, I think uh, Amazon hit a trillion dollar market cap, right? So when you look at a, a vested interest, and we have to kind of look at the consolidation of capital around one specific market, and then look at those businesses and say, okay, does this meet a one, the definition of a monopoly, and then two, is there a consolidation of capital and wealth around one specific retail entity or two? And from my perspective, I would say, yes, it absolutely does because there's control and monopoly on information and there's a control and monopoly on retail sales and commerce mm -hmm. that are strictly driven from a technology platform that we ultimately paid for. So when we look at those things and now you have a forcing function with COVID, right? So now you have a forcing function. There you go. That, That's why I was just that fixing to say. right in there. Yep. That just fits perfect into their specific monopoly and corporate interests that consolidate not only business, but information. COVID is crippling small business, which is going to force us to become more and more dependent on Amazon, Walmart, Target, things like that. Yes, I think that they, I think we have multiple things, not just Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or social conglomerate giants or whatever. I think we have multiple things that are starting to become monopolies in and of themselves and we have a serious problem and it's such a weird thing because technology is actually what's leading to these big problems yep. right like 20 years ago blockbuster and video usa and all these other things i mean if you wanted to watch a show that was out of the movie theater you went to these multiple different video stores and you bought stuff then Redbox happened right and everyone's like oh i can have these things delivered to my house oh that's awesome and then netflix copied Redbox, and then it was delivered to your home and then netflix had this idea well, what if we just start putting these things on a server mm -hmm. and then people can just start watching them at home? Well, that right. that was the death blow to the movie the movie theater business and they didn't even know it. Yeah. Uh, know. How long how long has Netflix been streaming 10, 12 years now yeah, at this point? Probably. Okay, yeah. 10, 12 years ago, it was the death of the freaking movie theater business and they had no idea. And now with COVID, as you pointed out, you're starting to see that. The big 3 uh, movie theater giants that own all the other little ones, only one of them has said, we don't give a crap what happens, we're not shutting down. The other two are like, we can't last another 30 days. Um, right. And it's leading to uh, streaming services now that own everything. You're having direct mm -hmm. to streaming services. So therefore, they're owning the entertainment industry now. Um, the internet, like you said, Amazon, all this other kind of stuff, you can't use Amazon unless you don't get on the internet. And so, therefore, right. should Amazon be allowed to do whatever? Facebook and all these other things, to me, fall in the same realm as, like, your Amazons would. Amazon can't say, well, because of your political beliefs, you're not allowed to buy stuff off Amazon. All right? It's the same principle. And right. especially people like us that actually spend money on Facebook, you shouldn't be able to tell us crap at this point because you're taking our money so therefore, automatically, shut up. Like, if this is what we want to do and how we want to say it, as long as we're not racist, uh, homophobic, or inciting violence against people, what else is there to talk about? Yeah. I I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that there's, uh, one, we, we as consumers have to, I think, expect more from not only our public <laughs> officials, but also when we kind of go out and vote with our dollars, it, it's, it, but I, to rewind, I think that's where it's headed though, Graham. I think 
the dystopian nightmare that has been amplified by by covid where we're headed is a monopoly on ideology mm-hmm. and that's Ooh. fucking scary oh, yep. yeah no no that, that's good monopoly of ideology that might be a good title for this episode that was really good evan <laughs> it, but that's where i see when, when I long tail this out as far as the second and third order effects on the consolidation of retail, uh, mid and small businesses, the consolidation of retail, uh, the consolidation of, of information, the manipulation of information, uh, fear, fear mongering, gaslighting, all of these different things. I think, wow, this is not a long term sustainable and successful society built on people that want life. Uh, the pursuit of yeah. happiness, life, liberty, pursuit right? of happiness, so yeah. life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This goes directly contradictory to those three things: life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. So, they, some of these things are directly contradictory to the fiber of America's DNA. Yeah, what were we were founded on? What we wanted? What we envisioned? What our founding fathers envisioned? I've been going through. In the last month, and uh, I just read Alexander Hamilton's uh, biography, and I've been listening to uh, uh, a, a series of audiobooks on uh, the founding fathers and kind of what was being said at that time. And it's so, so interesting because a lot of these guys absolutely hated one another. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Burr shot Hamilton, for yep. instance. A lot right? of so alpha personalities back then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. These guys were in the muck and the mire. They were spreading information that was incorrect. They mm-hmm. were you know, spreading false information. They were spreading truthful information. It was a wide variety of things, but there was a really small population, and ultimately it was consolidated just a few cities. But these really intense debates over what they wanted yeah. and what they envisioned for the country, it gives you perspective as to where we are today and what their original intent was for this country. Yeah. Uh, I think monopolies go directly against what our founding fathers wanted. Because Absolutely. it's a consolidation of commerce wrapped in capitalism, which I am a capitalist, but that doesn't give you uh, autonomy and freedom to uh, essentially monopolize every dollar that comes out of the American citizen's pocket, nor does it give you a special relationship with the government in order to control politicians to directly write legislation that benefits you as a corporation. It's, right. it's, it goes against the founding fathers principles and what I think this country was ultimately founded on life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. So yeah. when we have contradicting items that are directly manipulated by these corporations that have uh, larger GDPs than States yep. in our country, yep. we really have to take a close look as to how much control they have and then what we can do as citizens in order to pull our power back. Yeah. And it goes back to my central and driving point, Graham. I don't want to interrupt you, but no, go ahead. I think big government is always the wrong answer. Correct. It's always the wrong. Absolutely. It's never once have has somebody said to me or been able to prove to me that a large scale government footprint is going to solve problem. Yeah. People told me, well, I, I had this conversation the other day and they said, somebody said, well, what about social security? I'm like, <laughs> that's your, 
that's your what that's a your great answer. triumph yeah. that's or police yeah <laughs> jesus like what what are, what are you talking about it's a it's an abysmal failure it's not Correct. funded right they've, they've they've robbed from social security in yep. order to pay for other di- different programs so it's inherently broken because ultimately people that are depending on that as part of their retirement still can't plan accordingly yeah. to know that they will be funded. Yep. So, and just to clarify, perfect. that was never the long-term intent of social security yeah. in the first place. What well, was for people it's to like, forever to bank on, they're going to pull social security one day. That was never what it was created for, but most people don't know that. Um, yeah. uh, to me, to, to, to wrap it back around, and this is going to bring us into our final topic to finish this episode out, and, and it's the election here. When politicians, the freaking U.S. Army, and every major governmental uh, agency of, of everything, politicians, senators, congressmen, the president, vice president, uh, speaker of the house, uh, the U.S. Army, the, the CIA, the FBI, they all have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter accounts. Okay, when these companies have leverage, that's what it is. They have leverage over our elected officials because our elected officials can't even put certain information out because then Twitter, Facebook, Instagram will will censor the content. That's a big freaking problem. Okay, and it cannot be allowed to stand. Now, you can have your problems with government all you want. Lord knows I do. But if we go back to the very, 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 uh, the freaking uh, Gettysburg Address, for God's sakes, a government uh, of the people, by the people, for the people. The people elect people to go into government, so government is a government for the people. If certain entities have such leverage over these elected officials that are supposed to represent the people, and then they say, uh, well, actually, you can't say this, or you can't share that, or you can't talk about this, because fact checkers say that you're wrong, Mm -hmm. they're too powerful. They are too powerful at that, just at that basic point right there. If our government freaking officials, if our elected officials can't talk about what they think they need to talk about for the people to hear, yeah. You're too powerful, and you need to be broken up, and you need to be fixed. Sorry. Mark Zuckerberg, you're fine for the rest of your life. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Facebook is going to... There it is. There it is. Facebook, the internet, Google, YouTube, they're going to live longer than Zuckerberg, Dorsey. I don't even know who invented Instagram, but they got bought out. Uh, And then whatever the crap that dude's name is over Google. All these things are going to live longer than these people. They just are. So we have to get this crap under control. Yeah. Um, and that leads us to our final thing that I want to talk to you about. And, and that's with the groundbreaking video that came out yesterday that you didn't see on any major news outlet. You mm-hmm. only saw it on OAN and Newsmax and on certain people that tried to share it, but it got suppressed. The groundbreaking video that they brought out in Georgia. Evan, have you seen it yet? That video uh, of the security cameras where they're like, at this point, this is where they told everybody to stop counting. Everybody left the room except for four people. And then this table gets brought out. People count. Four people continue to count through the night unsupervised for about six hours. And then this table appears brought in by this woman. And underneath this table are just suitcases on suitcases, suitcases that 
it can be argued who really knows what was in the suitcases, right? Right. Um, but if that is not evidence, and I'm not saying that it's evidence that's going to make Trump the president again. That's not what I'm arguing. But these these arguments that there is no evidence at all and that the Trump legal team is presenting no evidence and no court is going to hear it. Now, I did read today that Governor Kemp finally found his balls and is finally going to audit uh, the the counts there in Georgia. I did read that today. Um, but Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC are all saying to the American people that there is no evidence whatsoever that there is any type of suspicious activity or voter fraud at all. Mm-hmm. But now we see videos like this. That's evidence by very definition. That is evidence and it should be looked into. Evan, I don't want you to have to say unless you're comfortable of what of who you voted for or whatnot, but but just just on no matter what party you are, shouldn't you want to know that yeah. the election was done right? Shouldn't you want to know that? Yeah, I I mean, first of all, I didn't vote for Biden, so I I, I, I have a <laughs> you voted for uh, Kanye West level Kanye West. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I you know. But I think I have a, I have a high level of disdain for somebody that's been in office longer than I've been alive, uh, that's voted on every foreign war and and massive amounts of of uh, tax redistribution from the taxpayer to the military industrial complex and ultimately the corporate complexes of America. I think ultimately uh, everybody should be skeptical of this. I think yeah. it's pretty interesting that one side of our country decided to elect the oldest white male. Uh, in a in a in a, in a in a party that's broke his be, foot uh, playing with his dog. Let's just think about that right. for five seconds. All right, continue. So, but I, I to go back. I think it is the responsibility of the government and our investigative authorities to ultimately run down every every accusation yep. and dispel or prove. Yep. Because if there's any doubt in the, we'll call it the the legalities of an election, what, what that does is it jeopardizes the, the, the democracy or the democratic republic itself. And when people have doubt in whether or not their votes are being counted, that is a big problem for the government. That is a big problem for trust in our government. That is a big problem for trust in our political officials. Yep. So I think it is the responsibility of uh, law enforcement. And when I say this, like the, the FBI has obviously proven itself in, in certain circumstances that it can be biased. Yep. So there's a devaluation of, I think, responsibility from the investigative aspects of our country that put things in doubt. And yep. when we have doubt as citizens, that is a big problem. We yep. have to trust that our elected officials and our law enforcement entities are doing their job uh, in a nonpartisan way. Yeah. Uh, and I, I do think what I, I do believe that the majority of our LE uh, brothers and sisters out there that are working every day to hold people accountable, mm-hmm. most of those people are nonpartisan in their work. Yeah. But I also think that humans can be inherently corrupt. So yep. there are a certain percentage of them that don't have the the best interest of the country in heart. They have their party or part partisan politics and heart. And we saw that. I yeah. mean, a fabricated dossier that was built by the Clinton administration to, or the, the, the Clintons that was ultimately propelled as the central 
cornerstone for the impeachment yep. of of the president. Exactly. Uh, if if that isn't just a uh, a a overt scam, I <laughs> I don't know what is. Yeah. To be honest with you. I mean, and think about, and I always like to come back and go, okay, think about the damage that is done to the country of three years of this, you know, the running people's name through the mud, the political hit job that they conducted on General Flynn, for instance. Yep. Uh, This is unconscionable. As a country, as law enforcement officers, as the Bureau, it is unconscionable these people could do this to people that have built their entire careers out of service. Uh, You know, I've read everything I can about the Flynn case and what they did. I cannot in, in my, in my greatest amount of introspective thought, I cannot understand what was going through people's minds. If they felt this was ethically correct in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Like unbelievable to me. And so when you have this fiber of doubt, and you don't have a law enforcement entity that's chasing down every lead and disproving or proving, right? then you're going to have a long-term effect. The second and third order effects of that are people are going to say, okay, I don't even know if my vote's going to be counted. That and is a problem. It's a problem. And the scariest thing to me, and, and, and I'll put the shoe on the other foot really quick. If it had gone the other way, and Biden was just smoking Trump all night long, and then in the middle of the night, Oh, my gosh. Totally changed. It, it totally changed. It defies Benford's law. It defies mathematics. Math, yeah. And and now all these videos are populating, showing what they're showing. Even even as a conservative, I would be like, um, this doesn't look right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, and, and the older I get, the more I realize I am less about a party as I am pro-America. Yeah. I'm pro-America. If the Republicans one day down the road start being anti-gun, start being all this other kind of stuff that the Democrats are right now, we're we going to have some problems, me personally, with Republicans. And to me, we owe it to ourselves as Americans. I know we've got the January 20th timeline, and that's what pisses me off even more because people are dragging their feet yeah. trying yeah. to get it to this January timeline. And then what's going to end up happening <clears throat> is Biden will get sworn in. Uh, if it is true that over 80 million, 84 million people actually voted for Trump and that these, you know, in intercepted electoral maps that Trump actually won, it was like 410 and he even won California and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah. Biden will not only be, it won't be like it was in 2016 where they just considered Trump an illegitimate president. You're going to have Americans that are like, no, you are not the president. Trump is the president. That's where it gets really, really, really scary. And we don't have enough time to dive down that road today. But if a legitimate millions upon millions of people, there was only 2.7 million people back in 1776. We we did the research. Mm -hmm. 2.7 million people that that created America. And and out of that 2.7 million I would say it was probably divided 50-50 who actually wanted to declare independence in the first place. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have over 74 million that we know of, and if it is true that it was over 84 million some odd people that actually voted for Trump, that legitimately say, no, 
Biden is not the president. They cheated. They stole this. What do you do? That's a big army. That's 80 a million. Well, well, yes. I mean, if you really want to dive down the rabbit hole, <laughs> yes, that's a big old army right. at that point. Um, that is a very scary thing. And to me, no matter yes. what side, or if, if you're a fence straddler, if you're on the left, if you're on the right, if you're on neither one of them, you're just pro-America. These are very scary tapes that are coming out. These are very scary testimonies. There was a chick yesterday who testified, and some dude was grilling her. And she was like, she was like, well, you know, at the end of the day, I know what I saw. And I signed a piece of, pe- piece of paper saying that if I'm lying, I'm going to go to jail. Yeah. Did you? Right. Did you sign one of those? I mean, she looks at him dead in the face and said, did you sign one of those papers? Because I did. Because I know what I saw. We are, we as Americans, we owe it to ourselves and our country and our children to get to the bottom of this and make sure. Um, and anyway, Evan, I'm gonna let you have the final word on that. Yeah, I, I think that you're exactly right. I think you, you can be pro America. That's the thing is that in today's, uh, you know, in today's society to be pro America by one side of this country means that you know you're evil or whatever it might be and it's like no man i love this country i love this country i love my countrymen i hate to see any form of fractionality in the sense of where it leads to a dark path for this country i hate to see it 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 really depresses me at times when i see these things because you know i spent the majority of my adult life you know protecting and serving this country and I love the Constitution. I love this this founding piece of paper, the the Bill of Rights. I believe so much in what we can do as Americans collectively. So when we see so much gaslighting, misinformation, control, and monopolies, and these things are so detrimental to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, we owe it to ourselves as Americans to run down every lead to either prove or disprove every piece of information that we see that says, guys, this is what happened. Okay, great. If there's a good explanation, then just prove it. There's always going to be a certain portion of our society that doesn't believe something, right? Uh, But we have to have an unbiased, apolitical portion of this country that continues to protect the fiber of our democracy from misinformation. We have to. Yep. There, there absolutely has to be something in place that does that. Do I have the answer to that? No. Uh, <laughs> but I do believe that as Americans, we will be able to persevere and move through this, find good solutions. Uh, never once uh, in my life do I think that those solutions involve uh, more government authority. But, uh, you know, at, at times I think there has to be at least proper institutions driven by the people that protect the country and the fiber of our democracy. I agree. And I don't think that it can be argued that there is a more American company out there pro-America than Black Rifle Coffee out there. Evan, man, you know, it it is it is it is it is an honor to have you here. You've been a great friend of ours. Where can people go to find out where they can support Black Rifle Coffee? BlackRifleCoffee.com. Come on over. Check the place out. We roast our coffee in Salt Lake City and Manchester, Tennessee, two great states. 
uh, I think it's the finest coffee in America. Yeah, and I agree with you. We'll always drink Black Rifle coffee here. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you all again next time. See ya.